welcome. Welcome. I'm Nako Narder. I'm Emily Walborn. And this and is Half Asian. Half hour. Hour. Nice. Kill that. Was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're reviewing. Uh, to preface the way that we chose this last time. <laughs> an episode reviewing the movie Searching and we just really both liked the movie a lot had didn't no really have yeah didn't really have much to say <laughs> and as a result the podcast was pretty short uh and so we wanted to set out and watch something we had a feeling we were not gonna like at all <laughs> boy I think we were right Emily recommended the she hit the nail on the head, really. Uh, she recommended Rob Schneider's stand-up special, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the longest 45 minutes of both oh of Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I truly had to watch it in, like, 10-minute chunks. I Yeah. Multiple sittings. Absolutely. You know, whew, I didn't mean, I honestly don't even really know where to start. <laughs> Do some, some bio. Oh, some okay. background on Rob Schneider. I didn't really know who he was. I knew he was on SNL, and I knew he was, like, technically the first Asian, because people would always bring him up as a reminder, but then people would always kind of wave it away, because they'd be like, yeah, not really. Yeah. Yeah, he... Let's see. I, I, I did a lot of reading his wiki today. Let me pull up my... He's from the Bay Area. He's from oh, the- yeah. I saw that. Um, Pacifica is a place that I've been to one time for a barbecue for a co-worker's family. It's like a pretty white part of the Bay Area. I believe mm-hmm. there's a decent clan population there. And at this barbecue, <laughs> famously, I, for the first time in my life, uh, fainted and had to go to the hospital. And as oh. my boyfriend and I were leaving in the ambulance, he turned to me and went, the only two non-white people had to leave the party, huh? <laughs> Is that the only time you fainted? Uh, it happened again a year later, but it hasn't happened since. I'm also a fainter. I do remember. <laughs> I think I've only fainted twice, though. Whoa. But the doctor did tell me if I faint again, I need to go to the hospital next time. Oh, my God. What did you do the first two times? I fainted in the Chili's parking lot the first time. And then, <laughs> which is a bummer. Yeah. I know. I, I do love Chili's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the other time I was at my internship um in Helena filming a uh they're like these 7 a.m business leader meetings of the Helena community and I would go and film them for my internship (laughs) and like I was off I was cam hopping and (laughs) you can see they show me the footage later because it was really funny so like it was on a tripod and I was just like holding it and then it just like fully tips over (laughs) (laughs) they called the ambulance that it was um, then I went home. <laughs> and did it- I thought it was funny. They called my they called my mom and my mom was like, "Oh, she fainted." <laughs> okay. <laughs> they called my mom. I begged the paramedics not to call my mom because I knew she would just like freak out. And they called her and she did freak out, which makes sense. Did they tell you that there was any reason, or were they just like, "Drink water"? Yeah, they were like, "Drink water. It's the summer." And I was like, "Well, sure." <laughs> I can't remember if my mom, I feel like my mom did come down, had to come down, and because I, I fainted. <laughs> it is humiliating, absolutely. I honestly thought it was really funny, it's just because of the footage that they got. 
And it stopped the whole meeting cold, like, 20 minutes in. And it's usually, like, an hour-long meeting. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine if it didn't? (laughs) (laughs) After meeting? Well, it's the summer. (laughs) Just give her some, throw some water at her. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Yeah. So that, you know, that was my experience with Pacifica. I wish I had been unconscious during this stand-up special. Oh, yeah, zinga. <laughs> uh, cool. You know, so you can't find jokes like that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't find jokes in a special. But that's all the background I have. I imagine you have a more in-depth uh, background of him. Yeah, let's see. So it sounds like he started doing stand-up in high school, did some show that Dennis Miller saw and then Dennis Miller run him to an HBO young stand-up showcase I was like am I supposed to know who Dennis Miller is and I googled him and I did not know who he was so um and from there he got on SNL and he's part of that like uh late 80s early 90s dude club of Sandler, Spade, Farley, Rob Schneider, who else is part of that? I wouldn't even have been able to name any of the ones you named. Well, those guys who are notoriously not my favorite SNL <laughs> cast members. <Yeah. laughs> Let's see. I saw some of his characters. His most famous characters were Tiny Elvis, okay. the sensitive naked man, orgasm guy, some guy that sat next to the copier and gave out nicknames to people at work. Okay. Notably, none of these are uh, Asian characters, which is a real win for diversity, that this Asian-American man could just get to play naked guy. What was it that he said? Sensitive naked man. Sensitive naked man. That's actually (laughs) for the AAPI community. Yeah, that's a big win. Big W for us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then his first major role after SNL, like his first, he was in some, sounds like some small part movies and stuff like that but then his first major role was of course starring in deuce bigelow male gigolo hell yeah and of course then did the hot chick movie Mm -hmm. did you ever see that i feel like that was big at sleepovers for like a few a little bit i don't think like seventh grade whoa i'm looking it up because maybe because now that you're saying that i do know what you mean by like going to a sleepover and having to watch I have never seen it, but it does seem like a movie that I'd be like, I don't want to watch this. Why does everybody else want to watch it? Yeah. I, I remember that period of time in middle school where, like, you would go to somebody's house and, like, somebody that you'd never really hung out with was there and they would bring, like, you guys, we got to watch this yeah. movie. It's so funny. <laughs> and it was, like, some, like, really raunchy, just gross comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> yes there would always be at least 15 minutes where just like something too cringe would happen you know it'd be like someone sneaking into the mom's room or something something that i'd be like i cannot bear to watch this <laughs> yeah. and that moment would be in every movie every movie um let's see he won a razzie for Hell his yeah. role in deuce big the deuce bigelow sequel whoa european gigolo that's huge. So congrats to him on that. Congrats to him on that. <laughs> I did see he has a Jewish dad, so he's 
at this point he's copying me he's trying to <laughs> you it. and rob schneider are the same yeah <laughs> instantly get us confused and i'm like that's so racist <laughs> okay so this was like the only kind of asian thing i could really see in his wikipedia um, his directorial debut was a comedy, Big Stan, in 2009, and he starred as a real estate con artist who is arrested for perpetrating real estate scams. He's sentenced to prison so he can take, so he takes a crash course in martial arts to survive prison. Okay. So he's got the martial <laughs> thing going. Um. The longest pause. <laughs> To digest them. Yeah, every piece of information went in a completely different direction. Okay, but this was the thing I saw. Um, he's the official celebrity spokesperson for Taiwan Tourism Bureau and for the Tenren Tea Company in Taipei. He isn't Taiwanese. I know. <laughs> What's going on, Rob? This is so... Con- I read it somewhere that he in his like stand-up acts would regularly refer to his background i don't know if that is something that has existed since the 80s or if that's something that he's doing now because it did kind of feel like a darren chris like i'm white Mm. passing but now that it's okay i'm gonna sort of come out yeah he uh yeah that was interesting i felt like he spent it's weird that he he like had it in his in the title Yes. And then he spent probably 45 seconds on it. Yes. And then, but I think it kind of felt to me a little bit more of like using it as an excuse Completely. to do the accents that he was doing. Completely. Yeah. Let's get into it because that, okay. I also got that. Sense. The last thing I'll say is that he's an anti vaxxer. And I think that oh. makes a lot of sense. So. <laughs> <laughs> That pairs perfectly well with the other fact I had about him, which is his birthday's on Halloween. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. <laughs> spooky anti-vaxxer. Okay, yeah, let's get into it. So his he's one quarter Filipino. His mom is half. So I guess it is cool that my kid will refer to me as his Asian mama, because, you know, we're constantly worried. Do people think I'm Asian? But now right. I know my kid, Rob Schneider, will think I'm Asian. And that's good. I'm going to shout out in this Netflix special. They're horrifying Netflix special. Oh, the other thing is the way that he's one quarter Filipino is that his white grandfather met his grandmother when he was abroad in the army. Which I'm like, is this, can we be original, you guys? Like, <laughs> why is every single white grandpa like, no, I met her when I was in the army. <laughs> There's other ways. To it's, true. it's true. It does feel like. Yeah, it does feel like uh, <laughs> every, like, white grandpa. Yeah. I guess they didn't have Weezer concerts yet, so this was the only way to meet Asian women. Yeah, I thought that the title was weird because the subtext, to say Asian mama Mexican kids is to say I am white. Otherwise, he would have said I am Asian Mexican kids. Um, yeah. So why include these two races that are not yours in the title? Yeah. He just really likes to do accents, I think. <laughs> it was a bulk <laughs> of the material. Yeah. He, like 80% of it was him talking in an accent of some sort. Yeah, he wasted no time. He Before the three minute mark, uh, did a Mexican accent. 
I know, and that was like, ah, uh, I just don't, you know, it was so, it's so cringeworthy. It's insane. I was talking to my sister a while ago, and I was telling her something our mom said, and I was doing her accent, which I've never done in my life, and she, she was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you? And I was like, yeah, what am I doing? Like, I would never do anyone's accent, not even my own mom's, to talk to my sister. I don't yeah. know anyone is comfortable doing accents of other races. That blows my mind. It's, and I, the thing is, like, he was so big, you know, end of 80s, early 90s, where I think that was probably bigger in comedy. Yeah. Um. So I'm not surprised that it, <laughs> you know? but yeah. that's also it's also this is his first netflix special and in 2020 2020 why who is asking in 2020 for a rob schneider stand-up special and yet here we are and we have to watch him for 40 minutes just doing accents of of other races like truly essentially just doing accents of other races and the only thing he would talk about that wasn't accents pretty much was talking about getting old, which yeah. I do think I see a lot. I mean, everyone who's getting old talks about it, but I mostly only see old men. I don't see a lot of old women in stand-up uh, because of sexism. But yeah. I think one of the reasons that they, like, pound on it so hard is it's the first time they've ever been, like, part of a protected class. Yeah. Like, person, Interesting. First time they've faced like hardship or discrimination yeah that's interesting yeah i i feel like that is something that that i'm seeing in more of the stand-up specials i've i've been watching of uh stand-ups that i've always really liked mm-hmm. um is there now just old men yeah <laughs> and that's what they're talking about you yeah. know and it it's it's just it's just interesting to listen back to their old albums or specials that I w- would have watched a bunch and then see them now and they're just kind of talking about being old. Yeah, and he also kind of did this with Asian. It was like, as he got older, he became okay. Asian, and so he was doing that in a similar way. Yeah, I know, because he said something, something to the effect of, I'm Asian, but not in any way that will help me now or something like that quote is i'm not asian enough that it can help me yeah and i have that quote because i said this is crazy like what an insane way to not acknowledge your privilege at all yeah yeah and like yeah okay be be proud of your family and your heritage but what a weird way to put it yeah, I'm just thinking about And to it. kind of dismiss it, you know? It just kind of feels dismissive of yeah. of likely what his mom and mm-hmm. grandma have experienced. Totally. And you and I are both so self-conscious. We, I feel like, are constantly being like, but we have white privilege. And, and even full Asian comics are like, but we don't have it as bad as, bad as like other people. Or, you know, we had all these other privileges. Mm-hmm. Like, we've talked in the past about how it is, like, a mark of the Asian-American experience to constantly be contextualizing it with people who have it worse than you. And so for him to completely miss that is, like, a red flag, I guess, if anyone needed a warning. Yeah, I because I was actually interested when he started talking about it, and then that was the extent of it, and then he went on his little detour talking about 
Koreans, Chinese, like, he just, like, went on a whole other just stereotype racist Mm -hmm. jokes that I was like, yeah, you can't do that. (laughs) No nuance. Like, he does the accent for his mom, and then it's just like, she was really cold. And I'm like... Yeah, we've moved past this, dude. Like, we already did that. And now you need to be, like, specific about your experience. And you, what are you doing? Yeah. No, that that was the other thing about the whole special. There were no specifics. It was the most generalized jokes I've heard on, I've ever heard on just general topics about race. (laughs) Yeah. Like, gender, (laughs) relationship, just aging. It was so general. Yeah, there was no... His whole attitude was just like, I can technically get away with this. Yeah. And what was crazy, too, was that the audience was cheering him on when he when he did that whole thing about the about Chinese restaurants. Yeah. And then at the end, he was like, that's not racist. That's accurate. And everybody started clapping and going, yeah. I was like, I mean, am I surprised, though, because it's a room full of Rob Schneider fans. Yeah. So. Yes. What could we ex- really expect from them? And, and when he's saying, like, I can technically get away with this, that is something you say to other white people. He had no expectation that there would be any Asian people or Mexican people in the audience. Yeah. Okay, but what was up with the, like, halfway through the piano guy showed up and started playing soft piano music in the back? Didn't understand. Was he Asian? He was Asian. Okay, well, representation matters. I also feel like that's... A stereotype. <laughs> yeah, somehow Rob thought that would be funny. I don't... I'm sure he did, but I, I don't... I also think it's crazy when someone's... His response to uh, the newfound push for diversity is, how can I get on in this... Like, how can I get on the action? And I think that's bad. <laughs> and I think, too... Oh, man, it felt like years of him doing this bit, but I'm sure it was only probably five minutes of him doing the whole um, when a guy's with a with the Victoria's Secret model, he's going to try a hell of a lot harder than if he's with some schlub. Yeah. Oh, my God, I was <laughs> I could not. Yeah, that was hard to watch. Um, just, I just feel I don't know, I'm just kind of like a little bit secondhand embarrassment for him. Yes, completely. I, okay, so then the finale, uh, for reasons beyond my even most basic comprehension, he brings out his daughter and they sing a duet. <laughs> I don't even think it was supposed to be funny. I think he truly was just like, we're going to sing a duet. I think that's what my audience wants. And despite the title being Mexican Kids, he brought on his one white daughter. Yeah. Dude, that's true. That's so true. I didn't even think about that. It's only for the title. And I think daughter-dad duets are creepy, so that obviously wasn't, that didn't help his case. I, have you ever heard of Elle King? I had never heard of her. I never heard of her. She was a great singer. And so was he, honestly, to his credit. The one review I read of this special said, um, there was only, and there was only one review I could find. Um, <laughs> the, the, and they were like, but as like general or as like middle of the road as the, most of the jokes were, um, the duet with with his daughter Al King would melt anybody's heart. It did not melt mine. I was com- very confused about yeah. what we were doing. 
Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. Well, I guess technically he brought his one eighth Asian daughter on stage. Yeah, I, uh, I just, it's a little bit of a mystery, you know. <laughs> this all special was a little bit of a. I, I I wonder who was there. Someone on an Asian friend sent me on his Facebook. Someone was saying that they had an extra ticket to go see Shane Gillis live, like now. Uh- and i was just like who is this person and see if you can get that extra ticket yeah get that extra ticket yeah (laughs) wow yeah it kind of just makes me like i'm not i'm just not a big adam sandler fan that's brave loud i know i feel feel that way but was scared to ever say it i used to really hate him but I, i Jordan is a fan of him and has shown me some things where I'm like, okay, I can see how people think he's funny. Like, I get it. It's just not for me. But it is truly amazing to then watch, like, a Rob Schneider and be like, I guess, comparatively, Adam Sandler is insanely talented. I don't... (laughs) Yeah, a weird class to come up together. But all of that humor kind of aligns, you know? Mm -hmm. I wonder it's of the era i mean it is it has to be for sure so this so the special delivered we wanted something that was going to be bad and racist and it was both of those things huge success yeah i just don't i just yeah i just will never know why he leaned so hard into doing so many accents and he acknowledged he was like Things are different now. Now we want diversity as a society. He acknowledged that there's been a change. And his reaction to this change is, I should tell jokes about these people. That's how I can contribute. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> tell jokes that aren't nuanced. Yeah. When It's just interesting to compare to, say, the, um, probably the most, yeah, the yeah. most prominent Asian comedian, stand-up comedian, Ali Wong, who is so funny Mm -hmm. and when she talks about like her life and her experiences it's obviously comes from a real place and is nuanced and then somebody like Rob Schneider who has never experienced those kinds of things has never is white passing Mm -hmm. doesn't have anything to pull from so he just goes to like a generic stereotype I think you're right because he has nothing to pull from he is just doing material that an outsider would do because with Ali Wong or Joel Kim Booster Mm-hmm. They have, like, a take. Like, they'll say, okay, there's a stereotype that people are bad drivers. What's a take? Ali Wong will say it's because they're trying to die because they live forever. Mr. <laughs> says it's because he's too smart, so he's distracted and he can't focus on the road. Like, mm-hmm. the stereotype is the setup. It isn't the punchline. And these yeah. comedians both put these specials out years before Rob Schneider did this one. And he was like, I'm actually just going to do the setup and it there's going to be no punchline. Yeah. I was, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally true. The piano thing really still just baffles me. I, I can't wrap my head around it, because at a certain point I was kind of like, is he trying to put me to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> I also always get annoyed when uh, comedians try to pivot to music in some way. I'm like, this is... You should do it yourself. It's okay that you like music. Do this on your own time. This isn't what we wanted from you. <laughs> That's very true. So many odd choices. Yeah, truly baffling. His IMTV is so long, too. I mean, he's been working for a long time. Yeah. I mean, he and Sandler, I think, are really good buds because he's in all of Sandler's stuff, so. That's crazy. 
Um, what would you give this gongs and ramen? I mean, gongs a one, I guess. <laughs> Maybe half a gong. Yeah. I think half a gong. Representation-wise, half a gong. This is not the way we want. Yeah. Like stand-up comedian, like stand-up comedy to be going. You know. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I gave it a half a, a star on Letterboxd. Um, okay. You locked. Okay, I'll, I'll lock it too. I was just kind of like so embarrassed. And <laughs> I gave myself a star because I thought if I gave it no stars, people wouldn't. They would think I just forgot. And I needed people oh. that it was bad. So I gave it a half only for that reason. Yeah, and for representation. Uh, was there, can you name one single moment from it that you liked? No. No, I can't either. Genuinely. No. no. I'm, I'm even like, dude, why didn't you sit, tell some stories from SNL? Why didn't you, like... Yeah. Some stories from from your movies. Yes. What? The most basic jokes that aren't jokes, like. Yes. Insane material. In I can't imagine being part of the creative team or being in any of the decision making rooms and people being like, hey, "This is great. This is the decision. Like, this is the direction we want to go in. <laughs> this is what we want to do to update his. You know, going to be his sort of comeback." Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think too it's just it's like I think we are moving in it like you were talking about with like Ali Wong, Joe Kim Booster, they have their takes mm-hmm. and like that is they're being smart about debunking stereotypes and yeah. like and being prominent stand up comedians. Um with Ali Wong obviously has has two specials. Mm-hmm. Um, does tours all the time like she's huge mm-hmm. and it's like I think they're I feel like they're working so hard to get away from that kind of 80s comedy yeah. mindset of like Asians are the easy punch like race is the easy punchline the stereotype is the punchline you know and then to have in 2020 someone with Asian mama Mexican kids title just just fully go back to that it's like it's so regressive yeah completely yeah regressive is the right word it did feel like I was watching something from like 2001 you should have talked about his anti-vaxxer views I would find that interesting (laughs) (laughs) um my dad told me that Rob Schneider wrote wanted to be in the academy and was rejected and then like publicly made a statement being like just because I was in like ace bigelow male gigolo doesn't mean I don't I'm not like a working part of this industry and I do agree with that and I would have loved to hear him talk about that yeah the perspective of a guy that does a lot of bit parts Mm -hmm. in you know bad comedies bad studio comedies is interesting yeah (laughs) it's amazing that we're able to find more interesting things about him than he is able to pull for his own (laughs) comedy (laughs) maybe it's because we're more than one eighth no one quarter sorry my bad i don't want to hear l king's thoughts on it certainly (laughs) 
I'm also just like, you could not pay me to be in my, like, dad's cringe-ass special to see <laughs> just, like... To sing it so genuinely. Genuinely singing it, and also, like, waiting in the wings, listening to him tell a story about the time that he, like, groped his mother-in-law. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was insane. Um, no one should watch this. Not even as, like, it isn't even, like, you get high and you're like this would be a funny bit it isn't there's just truly literally no reason to watch it yeah yeah the review i i read was like well if you're a big snl fan of course you'll will be watching it it's like rob snyder is not like a a staple of snl most people have forgotten that he was in it i'm so i'm sorry to say that's where he got his big break but when people think snl i don't think anybody thinks rob schneider no. It's my favorite cast member of SNL in the 40, like, seven or eight yeah. years that it's been on. <laughs> wow, that was rough. Next week we'll be doing the Meg. At least we'll get a break. <laughs> yeah. And watch something. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get five gongs, and no doubt. <laughs> Tune in next time for the Meg. Meg, yeah. <laughs> we actually have our next one we're recording. It's going to be a special guest. Very special guest. Someone that I am very close to. <laughs> and only you. Yeah. And it's going to be awkward for Emily. She's not really going to know what to do. I'm definitely going to be third wheeling. Yeah. I might just not come. <laughs> That's honestly for the best, I think. I, mean, I don't want to say anything, but we both prefer it that way. Okay. I won't be there. Yeah. But you guys can discuss the make. Cool. We will. We will. <laughs> Like, it was nice that you brought it up, but we were going to find a way to edge you out, regardless. What are we talking about? Well, you'll just have to tune in next time to see. <laughs> yeah. This bit is going to suck to hear <laughs> if you don't know who we're talking about. Well, say lovey. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye. you. <laughs>